it's going to be one it, the only thing i'll say is, is she goes by one name and everyone knows her and i'm really excited and i'm gonna say i've been trying to get her since day one of starting the show and i would always email her team over and over yeah. but because i believe in the show and i believe in me and my husband believes in himself i know it's going to happen and it's going to happen tomorrow so i, I say fight for your dreams and as you're fighting for your dreams, always be your authentic self. Embrace who you are and fight for your dream and you're gonna be surprised where you're gonna to get to. Everything she says is truth. If you don't know now, you know all you ever gotta say is hurt that, hurt that, hurt that, hurt that, hurt that. Look all you ever gotta say. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every single new episode and amazing guests that I have on this show. Like this one that I have with me today. Let me tell you. When I posted the announcement that he is coming on this show, the words were a buzzing. Everybody was so excited to have, to hear soon this episode. I cannot wait to talk to him. He is a three-time telly award winner, a 2012 Webby honoree, and he is a Webby nominee this year. He is the host of the amazing web series, A Spoonful Apollo. And I call him the king of Nutella because we got to dive into some amazing recipes that he has used Nutella for. Ladies and gentlemen, Paulo Presta is here in the building. Welcome, Paulo, to the Heart That Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love our energy. I told Paulo I had to get the stars, uh, the star wing jacket out to match his energy because if you watch this show, and you see the amazing outfits that he has and the, just the energy to match them. I mean, I had to come, I had to come correct today. With you did, I, that is the first thing I noticed with that jacket. I wore a jacket like that when I interviewed uh, Vanessa Williams and it had stars on it. Yes, so, like, I remember it made, that. It made me think of that and I love it, I love it, I love it. Thank you so much. I wanna start off before we even dive into this conversation and just give you your flowers, Paulo, because what you have done, and it's so amazing that your show has in its 11th season. I love, of all the ones that I have watched, and I've watched so many of them, the, the thing that I pull out of every single one of them, and I was talking to people when um, I was going to have you on the show today, is that they said the big thing that they pull from your show is how you connect with every single person that you talk to. Uh, whether it be something you have in common or something, you know, that you're giving back to, you know, a nonprofit or whatever it is. The thing that every single one of your shows is the connection. And I, I love that. If, if Even if you, if I don't know if you've seen that in your shows, if you do that on purpose, is that something that you think of when you go and you talk to, like you said, the Vanessa Williams, Judith Light, Sterling K. Brown, Kip, Chrissy Metz, do you, you know, you ask them the questions, talk about their careers and obviously, but do you um, see, or hopefully your goal is the connection piece when you're talking to, you know, some of these people that I've said and so many more? Yeah, that's a big, it's a big thing for us is to have that connection because, you know, when they come in our show, I know that they've done so much press 
you know, going on these big shows like The View, The Talk, you know, live with Colleen Ryan. But I want them to have an experience when they come on A Spoonful of Apollo where they didn't get on that show, where I want to be more like, I want them to trust me and feel like this is a safe space. And besides whatever they're promoting, I want to go deep with their dreams and how they got to where they are today, you know? And and I, I feel so blessed because everyone has a story and I know that. And because of our show, we've been doing, like you said, you know, it's our 11th, our 12th season, but we've been doing this for so many years is that I've learned that they all have a story and we need to get there and let them know this is a safe space, you know? And, and I and I always, whoever we've talked to, I always feel that connection, you know? I just feel that connection. And I know that if I can feel that connection with them, I know they feel that with me. Mm-hmm. That makes them be very open and vulnerable on our show. I think that's so important too, because immediately, and, and, and body language just tells a story, especially when someone's doing press, like you said, and they're doing, you know, so many of these junkets and talking about the latest project that they're on, with your show, you know, you can see that they're relaxed. They know that they're going to have a good time. I mean, your energy just radiates the room or, you know, doing, you know, the Zoom that we're doing, or you're in the same space as them. Either way, I just love the energy and the connection that you give to every single person that you do. So I definitely wanted to applaud you and recognize you for that because that's so important as a viewer watching that. It radiates through the screen what you resonate and what you do for the guests that you're talking to. So I definitely wanted to give you your flowers as far as that. That is so kind. And I, I, I do so much research on each guest. Like I try and literally watch every single interview. Now, if they're like some like, you know, who've been in the business for like over 40 years, there's a lot of interviews to watch, but I try and watch all the old interviews, the new interviews. And I try to get something out of there that, maybe they've only said one time or twice about their childhood, about growing up. And I want to go deeper in there because I feel like we all can relate to that. We've all had struggles. We all, we all have dreams, but how do you get to those dreams? And I, and I hope that by them sharing their story, you know, from them being a child, like as they were a child, I hope that inspires anyone out there that you just don't give up. I don't care how old you are. If you're 30, 40, 50, 20 years old, just don't give up because you will get there if you believe in yourself. You're the biggest, you're your own biggest fan is believing in yourself, you know? Absolutely, and betting on yourself. And I think that's so important that you brought that up, especially when it comes to dreams, because literally you have made the whole entire world, including myself, hello, cry November, 2004. Mm-hmm. You're working in your father's store and a wonderful woman that we all adore and love, Oprah Winfrey shows up at your father's store while you're there working. Um, I would love to hear your story on how you felt that day, all of that taking place. And part two of that, did you feel at that moment when she had talked to you and you know, I know you're gonna tell the story, did you feel at that moment you're like, my life is never gonna be the same? Uh, oh yeah, so going to your first question, that was a Thursday morning, woke up early at 5 a.m., went to my dad's grocery store in the suburbs, and I was just, you know, putting in labels, like doing new labels for the pasta barilla. I literally remember that. You know, this was like almost 18 years ago, you know, but yeah. I was just, I remember, and I remember that feeling of me not feeling good about myself that morning, and I was kind of like sad. I always tell people it's like that scene in my Big Fat Greek wedding where Tula is working at her dad's restaurant, but she doesn't want to be doing that, but it's what her father wants her to do. That's exactly how I felt. So when I was, you know, when Oprah walked into the store and said my name a couple of times, Paolo, 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 I first was shocked because I was like, 
oh my God, like this lady that like I, we all love so much. And, you know, I've been to her taping of her show. I remember the number to get tickets to the audience, which was uh, 312-591-9222. Like I literally remember calling <laughs> remember her to try it? to get tickets. <laughs> I remember it's disconnected. So nobody can call because there ain't no right. horrible students over here. Okay. Right. So, so we call that number. But like, I remember, so when she walked in and I saw that, I didn't know why, I, I have no idea why she was there because I wrote so many letters about so many different things. I'm like, I don't know what she's here for. But I knew deep inside, this is going to be good because she's came to the suburbs herself, like to come do something for me. And so when she told me that she got me that walk on speaking role on Will and Grace, I remember, you know, the excitement, the, 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 the crying, the screaming up and down. And, and also because my family was there, like my parents were there, my siblings were there, some of the nieces and nephews were there. It was just such a sacred moment because I knew that something good was going to come out of this. And that was the first day of me feeling good about me and that I'm going to be able to go finally live a dream, not knowing where it's going to take me, but right. she kind of like gave me that, that lift. And I just want to take it and run with it and, and make her proud, but also make myself proud, you know? So it was just, it was just a day that I will never forget. And, and I, and Oprah knows this too, because I've told her this many times that I'm just, that day literally acknowledge that you know you need to do what you want to do but also be your authentic self and that was the first day that I allowed me to be me and kind of like come out of the closet little by little and you know embrace who I am mm -hmm. and that, that is so beautiful and you got that walk-on role in Will and Grace and after you had that walk-on role what was it inside of your head inside of your heart you're like okay I can do this I'm, I'm gonna bet on myself and I don't know where this is gonna take me but, you know, either I'm going to become an actor or, you know, A Spoonful of Apollo, which is a very successful show that you now have. Like, where did this take you after, you know, taping stopped? You had your walk-on role. It was all good. You got to meet the cast. It was a dream come true for you. When did everything come together, Apollo, for you that, okay, I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to bet on myself. And this is the next steps that I'm going to do to uh, fulfill my dream in entertainment. Uh, industry. Um, I, yeah, well, being on Will and Grace, I remember that day when I walked onto the set for the first time and I was thinking about my life, like, God, this boy that I started working in my dad's grocery store since I was 11 years old. And now here I am in California with these producers recording, guiding me. And like, I get these, I get a couple lines on this show, literally like, and you know, it's a live audience or you're doing, you're with these professional actors who are so yeah. gracious to me. But I think that because then that allowed me to move to LA and really discover who I am. And growing up as a Catholic boy, you know, I hid my, I hid my identity. You know, I didn't really, I didn't come out to a lot of people about me being gay. So I think allowing me to go to LA and live there and embrace who I am, like just changed my life. It changed who I am because I don't think I would have ever, I don't think I would be where I am today if I was still living in Chicago, you know, at that time, yeah. because I was scared. I was scared to disappoint my family. I was scared to disappoint my friends. So I think me going by myself, not knowing anyone in LA was life-changing, you know? And so, you know, Oprah gave me that opportunity and I just took it. And even though I had no time to to feel scared or what's going to happen. Like I'm leaving my family. That doesn't happen. I grew up in a Italian big family. You move out when you get married. That's just how it is. But I just explained to my family, I have to do this, you know, to go act and to also just rediscover who I am. And I think that allowed me, you know, who I am sitting here on this chair is because of that, you know, embracing who I am and just saying, you know what? I love this person. I really love this person. I'm going to give it 100% wherever this is going to take me. 
this is so good that you're sharing this because I, I want the listener and I want the viewer to get some kind of inspiration out of your story. Because a lot of times we'll see our favorite uh, YouTuber, we'll see our favorite person on TikTok that's out there that's got all these viewers, it's got all these followers and everything else. But it starts with a risk. It starts with a dream. It starts with a passion. Uh, what were what was your some of your inspirations as far as going into now, you know, your show, A Spoonful Apollo, who did you look up to besides Oprah that you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. Or, you know, some of uh, past or present people that have had their, their uh, successful shows on media, on social media, or on, you know, the popular networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah, you know, when I really think about my life, I think about me growing up and watching talk shows, you know, because I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I received an education from these talk shows that I never received in school. And that's really about being your authentic self. So me growing up and watching like Regis, you know, Regis and Kathy and The View and Oprah, of course, you know, I think those shows just gave me something and reminding me something about me and what I want to be. Because when I was living in LA, I kind of figured out, wait, I don't, I don't want to be an actor. I thought it was my dream because, you know, I would watch all these shows, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it seems so fun. So cool. I want to be like them, but I just had this picture or I envisioned that, but it's, but then once I lived in LA and I started working on um, Ellen show, the Ellen, Ellen Jenner show. And then I worked on the talk during their first season. I, there was this moment when I was sitting there with all the ladies and they walked on stage one by one as the theme song of the talk came on. And I always got excited. Even when I went to the Oprah show taping or any other talk show taping, I would always get excited seeing these women or men coming onto the set with their theme song. There's just something about it that just inspired me with all of them. So then when I worked on the talk, I remember that day and I said, oh my God, I don't want to wait for the phone to ring. I want to do what they're doing. Yes, I'm not going to get some high executive of CBS, ABC, or NBC to like help me at that time. But I said, I want to be doing what they're doing. And why can't I be doing what they're doing? So then I came home that day, you know, from working on the talk and my husband was sitting on the couch and I said, Patrick, I want to start my own talk show. And then he like went upstairs and did the graph of our logo, Spoonful Apollo. And then I, then this is where I am today, but it just, that was a start. So from watching all these talk shows really inspired me to say, this is what I really want to be doing. This is my dream. Yeah. The, not, not to be an actor, but to be a talk show host from these, all these hosts that I grew up and that I love. That's why I love having them on a spoonful of Apollo because I get so excited talking about their story and how they got to where they are today. That's so good that you came home and said, Patrick, this is what I want to do. I want to have my own talk show. And that's awesome that he was so supportive of it, goes upstairs and makes a, a cool logo of your show. And then from there, you know, the ball is going. And so you have this show, you have this idea and you're just like, okay, uh, this is the, this is my niche. This is what I want to do. This is why I want to go with it. So uh, how did you go and like pitch your idea to like your guests? And then who was your first guest that you had on the show? Okay. So like, you know, at, when we started Spoonful of Power, I didn't, I didn't really know if we were going to have big celebrities. I'm like, you know, it's just me and my husband. Like, how is this going to work? So we were thinking, what is our show going to be about? Is it going to be about just interviewing like, you know, everyday people going out and doing like, you know, uh, Billy on the streets and interviewing people on the streets or just bringing awareness? I, I didn't really know. But then when I was working on the talk that season, I was like, how can I book these guests? And our first four guests were really, it was our first guest was Sharon Osbourne. Our second guest was, um, we had Florence Henderson, 
Then we had Sherry Salata, who was the co-president of OWN back at the time, Oprah Winfrey Network. And then we had Leah Remini. Now with Sharon Osborne, she was our first guest. So, you know, you know, this was like 12 years ago. I was like saying, I was telling her assistant, do you think Sharon would be a guest on our show? Like, you know, at the time I'm like, it's gonna be about dreaming big. Maybe we could talk about her. So yeah. she was our first guest. And then it di I didn't give up. Like I just wanted, then I'm like, okay, if I can get these guests on our show, I think we got something here. Now, I don't know how we're going to do it because every talk show has a booker. We don't have a booker. The booker is me, the host. Right. But I, you know, after having Florence Henderson, I remember watching an interview that she did with Gail King when she had her own talk show on OWN. And Florence Henderson said, Mrs. Brady, who God bless her soul, um, she told Gail, I always read my fan mail and I let people email me here. And she told Gail her, her email. So I wrote her email and I sent her an email that day. And I said, hi, uh, Ms. Henderson, my name is Paolo. I actually met you on the talk of, uh, a month ago. I, you know, I'm starting this web show. I would love it if you would be a guest on our show. And then we were at Target, my husband and I, and I remember I was in aisle 16 or something. And then I got an email on my phone and it was from Florence Henderson herself saying, I would love to be a guest on your show. Where do you want this to happen? And I was like, oh my God, Mrs. Brady's going to be a guest on our show. So it's just moments like that 12 years ago that I know that if I want to get someone, I'm going to do it. I just have to be persistent. And if they tell me follow up in six months, I will follow up in six months. And if I don't hear anything, I'll keep following up with them every week until they give me a year, a yay or a nay, because right. I really want that person on our show. So yeah. That's so good. This is one I want to ask too, and this is going to help somebody, yours truly. When you get, um, and this is so many great gems you have just dropped right now. Like my mind is just so <laughs> overloaded with joy right now of what you just said. Have you ever, in how you have dealt, this is just a combination question, with guests that said, okay, Paolo, I'm in, but then have pulled out or have never, you know, were supposed to be on your show and completely backed out, you didn't hear from them. Have you ever experienced anything like that? And if so, how did you handle it? And what did you do inside? Because sometimes we'll just be, I've had this happen, where emotions take over and you're just like, should I be doing this? I don't know, is this the right passage for me? Should I you know, continue on with the show? And I'll have that thought for a split second, but I'm like, this is what I love to do. I'm not gonna let one person not show up on my show, derail my dream of you know, going to doing podcasts and connecting with people. Did you ever have that kind yeah, of- Yeah, I mean, I, one that came to my mind right away was when we interviewed Kelsey Grammer was at his house and I was prepared to interview Kelsey Grammer um, and his wife. And so I had everything, you know, prepared. And then I think that morning of, we were told that Kelsey's wife doesn't want to be in the interview. It's just going to be Kelsey Grammer himself. And I was like, oh, okay. And I remember as we were driving there, I was like, it's just, you know, everything was geared to interview two people. And when you're interviewing two people, you want to make sure it's 50-50, that there's the intention is not only on the husband who everyone knows Kelsey Grammer, but I also want to make sure that his wife feels included and talk about their love and their history together, you know? But when I got that email, I'm like in the car, scratching notes, thinking, okay, we're going to extend this. And I was really nervous, but it ended up being a really beautiful interview and that we get to be, my husband and I got to be inside of Kelsey Grammer's house in Beverly Hills. Like, you know, so things do change. Things don't always go the way that you have planned it to be, but going, answering your second question. Yeah. Like I thought about giving up so many times. I mean, I thought about even giving up like this season because it gets really hard booking celebrities because as the years go up, you know, go by, there's just more resources. There's more podcasts. There's more online shows. But the thing is, I really believe in myself 
in what our show has done. And so I feel like, thank God we didn't give up on season 12 because I mean, so far we got to talk to, you know, Jennifer Lewis, G Gina Davis, you know, we got to talk to one of the Spice Girls in person, you know, um, Sporty Spice. So like, I just feel like, yes, you're going to have those moments where you're going to want to give up. And that's so normal because we're humans. Yeah. But after you have that moment, you just say, you know what, pick yourself right back up and say, you know, you're supposed to be like, you know, where you're supposed to be right now doing your podcast. You know it. This is your calling and you're doing a phenomenal job. And, you you know, the guests you've been speaking with, you know, you also had our friend Prostana on your show, which I love that interview you did oh, with him. Um, it was so good. But um, I just feel like you have those moments you, you want to give up. But guess what? The next day is another day. God willing, you're breathing. You get up. You fight for your dreams and you don't let anyone stop you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was right on time oh Paolo you got a couple of tears out of me I'm rolling them back up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard look if, yeah if anyone if anyone's living their dream their kid it cannot no one can say it was such an easy road to get where you are mm -hmm. uh -uh. it is not it is not an easy it's you know where you're supposed to be living your dream and yeah. you know it. You, only you know that inside of you that calling you know it so you know you're doing so good at what you're doing you keep fighting for your dream it's not easy it's not easy for me booking guests I mean honestly we have a guest coming up tomorrow and I'm going to take a little break it's I'll just give you a hint it's going to be one it, the only thing I'll say is, is she goes by one name and everyone knows her and I'm really excited and I'm going to say I've been trying to get her since day one of starting the show and I would always email her team over and over and look it's not easy it's not easy following up it's not easy putting an email and saying it's me again yeah. but because I believe in this show and I believe in me and my husband believes in himself I know it's going to happen and it's going to happen tomorrow so I say fight for your dreams mm -hmm. and as you're fighting for your dreams always be your authentic self because if I wasn't able to be me I wouldn't be able to do the show because I remember yeah. when we interviewed Sherry Salata from OWN and I remember she, in, in that interview, this was our first season and she was like, oh, and you're, she said something about your, your, your boyfriend, your man on the other side of the camera, talk, give him some credit. I was so scared to even say his name because like I wasn't out to so many family members. And so it was kind of like me by myself doing the show. Nobody knew that Patrick was there, but because I'm out and I am so proud of coming out and, and being vocal about it, you know, I love it that I can always talk about my husband because I have nothing to hide. Cause when you're hiding something and you know, Oprah said this many times, you're not going to fully get to where you need to be because you're hiding who you are. So have nothing in your closet, embrace who you are and fight for your dream. And you're going to be surprised where you're going to get to. So beautiful. I think the big thing that I got from that, and that's what this is the reason why I asked you that question is because of your short, your story that you shared about getting Carol Burnett on your show and how that whole entire journey that happened and what you dealt with, with, you know, they, you know, famous people got agents, they got publicists, they got that, but how you decided not to, you know, publicly be angry about it, not to, you know, vent about it on social media and all of that came beautifully full circle for you and Miss Burnett did come on your show and that is one yeah. of my favorite interviews that you have done like you know no. Th thank you for saying that you know when 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 she couldn't like, I mean, I'll just say a little snippet of it because when I reached out to her team, she was promoting something on Netflix and somebody on Netflix, when they wrote, I did a follow-up email and this, and this girl, I won't say her name, but she had wrote back to me. She said, you know, basically she's doing a lot of press. I have no idea who your show is. So we're going to basically pass on your show. And I just kind of was like, wow. I mean, like, 
I always like say, do things with kindness, you know, like, but if you're trying to be like, yeah. go around and be I've like, had that like, happened to me too. That people are like, well, good morning, America called. Hmm. You're doing this live from your kitchen table, Marisa. So we're going to pass on yes. you, but follow up on us in about six months. Oh yeah. So then what I did is I, I went to Carol. Cause I'm like, if Carol Burnett, who she stands for, she's just sweet, kind, soul, beyond talented. Like, does she really want someone from her team working with her who literally like sends an email just to me. And I don't know what else, you know, the, this publicist from Netflix had, had said to other people, but I reached out to her manager and then I said, look, I'm not here to say, call anyone a name, but I, to me, it just, it seems a little bit unprofessional to have someone on the Carol Burnett team to do this. And then yeah. from there, the manager talked to Carol and then the show, she's like, we're going to do a show. Like, she's like, we're going to have the show happen. And like, I'm so glad you watched that interview because it is really one of my all-time favorite interviews with Carol, because I just felt in her, I, being in her presence, you know, and then an interview, and you know, like I, I don't ask her to do the air thing when she did, because that air thing started with her doing it to her grandmother on the show, the Carol Burnett show. That's was her grandmother knowing that she loves her. And then we we ended the interview. She did that to me, which was on camera. Yes. She did this to me, and I didn't. I don't like at, for these big bits that these you know the guests do. I don't want to ask them to do it to me. Like if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it on their own. And yeah. she did that again after we gave her that award, the Legacy Award. Yeah. She did this, and I was just like, okay, that's I lost it. it. I lost, cry, done. I, I was done. That was beautiful. That was with her moment and then her getting emotional and her thanking you and then the tug on the ear. I'm like. Right. Because she was one of my, my, God rest my grandmother's soul. She was one of her favorites watching the Carol Burnett show and just, you know, Carol uh, Miss Burnett is comedy gold. I love when you talk to Kristen Chenoweth too. Mm. She's, uh, <laughs> she's one of my, and her to sing to you. I was like. And she just sang my name and I got yes. so excited. I remember every time I see that clip and like, all I just asked, and she wasn't feeling that good that day. Like she wasn't feeling good. Really? She was under the weather. She yeah, she was under the weather. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't sure if I was going to ask her to do that, but I'm like, you know what? This is once in a lifetime. And if she just wants to say my name, and I said that she could even say my name, but the, when she sang it in that, uh, that opera voice, it was so beautiful. And so, it was just something I'll never forget. And it's like, it, it does inspire me to know I can get these little things out of these, you know, people who've never met me. They've never met me. They're like, wait, what am I doing? I'm going on a web show. But I just, like you said in the beginning, I try to make them feel safe because I know if I can get them in the beginning of the interview and I have like yeah. 10 minutes left or 12 minutes and I can, I know that they're going to feel safe there. You're going to open up with that, with that, you know, the host, if you feel safe, you know, okay. so very, very blessed to be doing this really. It, yeah, that was incredible. And if she didn't feel well, I mean, those notes were perfection, especially her singing your name. Like, I know your reaction was just like, oh my God, she said my name. She sang it. That was so incredible. I know this is probably going to be one of the toughest questions that I'm going to ask you because you have done so many incredible interviews. But if you could choose one that still stands out to you because of a lesson that you pulled out of that conversation that still sticks with you every single day, which of the conversations would it be? Yeah, that, that's a, you know, I get asked, that's a tough question because it's like kind of picking out of your, who's your favorite child or your favorite sibling. But what I will say to that is that I guess most recently, it was this past summer, um, I it was interviewing, I think, Gloria Estefan in person in her recording studio. For me, it was very special because, you know, my beloved mother who passed away earlier this year, she was a huge Gloria Estefan fan. And, you know, we watched her videos when she was sick. And so I think that I was able to interview her in person 
you know, just earlier this year is just really something so special and sacred because I never would have thought, you know, yeah, I interviewed Oprah and Gloria Estefan and Judith Light and, you know, and all these, you know, these big names, but every time it happens, I literally like just say thank you to the big guy up there. But this one was different because I felt like my mother kind of worked her spiritual magic to make this happen that, you know, she passed away and I get to interview this icon legend, you know, artist. And I know my mom was watching it. So I think it have to, I would have to say for right now, it would have to be Gloria Estefan because that interview 40 minutes, it was supposed to be only 15 minutes, but she trusted me and her team trusted me. And it was a 40 minute conversation where we talked about my mom and also Gloria's beloved mother, who she was also really close to. So I just, I got some pointers from that, that we still move forward and you just carry their legacy. It's just things that I, I hold on very closely and, and dear to me. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And the thing that I, I love, and I was talking to other people that know you very well, uh, that we're excited to have you on here and share your journey and share your story. Uh, the one thing that many people, there, the common question was, when is Paulo going to write a book? Because oh, you yeah. have so many amazing stories to share, Paulo. You have such rich history and such inspiration for so many people. Well, we want to see a book, honey, because we know that you got some fantastic stories that you could tell. So, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I think, you know, and it's crazy because I've been reading so many memoirs, like from Gina Davis to like, I just, this season's been a lot of books and, and, uh, you know, Ralph Macchio from the, his memoir. I've read so many memoirs in the last six weeks that that has crossed my mind. And I've talked about it with my husband, you know, I think and one day I will, because yeah, I want to share my story and I want people to be inspired by it. But I think that's going to happen when I'm done with Spoonful so I can put all the good gossip about the cast and everything that happened behind the scenes, you know, because right now I'm on this mission, you know, like I'm booking yeah. these guests, but one day I will, God willing, you know, good health, continue success going forward. You know, I do want to share my story because I just want people to be inspired. I want people to know you're not alone. I want people to know that if you have a dream, you, you know, they're, you're going to have, you're going to have bumps. They're going to be big bumps, small bumps, or you're going to have bumps, but don't let those bumps stop you from living your dream. And, and, you know, and for us, you know, being 12 years doing this show, we've had many, many bumps and yeah, you're right. One day I should share these bumps so people can be inspired. And so, you know what, I'm not going to give up. If Paolo went through that, why do I have to give up? I'm going to, I'm going to keep going forward then, you know? So I will, I will one day, okay. not today, not this year. <laughs> Cuts the interview short. He's like, listen, I'm gonna start my memoir today. <laughs> Look, if there's another God forbid pandemic and we're stuck in our home, maybe I will then. What else are we gonna do? Because oh a lot of these people have promoted pandemic. their books. God forbid, but a lot of people I've interviewed this season, a lot of them have wrote their books during the pandemic because you know, like oh, wow. it was like, wow, like and that's what I found. Like Ralph, uh Machia, you know, Gina Davis, you know, uh Sporty Spice, like they all wrote their book during the pandemic. So I'm like, maybe, you know, like, yeah. So it was a good time for them to really share their story to inspire people. But I will, yeah. one day I will. And I'm I will tell you another thing right? in there too. Another curveball in there too. Yeah. A cookbook. Tell me. Because you me. love to cook, you love to bake. I need to know your obsession with Nutella. I just recently tried Nutella and I can see why. That stuff is ah. delicious. <laughs> oh, well. How in the, so when did that happen? When was your obsession with Nutella? Uh, I got to know. And then what is uh, one of your favorite things to make with Nutella? I'll take okay, you know, so I love to bake too. Okay, good, good. Okay, so I think as a kid, my mother, you know, us going to school, grammar school, 
school, my mom would always make for my brother and I, who's a year older than me, she would always make like Nutella sandwiches and we would take them to school and that would be our lunch, would be a Nutella sandwich, just on white bread, having this Nutella slapped on there. You know, and other kids would always be like, what are you eating? That looks really, that doesn't look so good. But I'm like, no, it is good. It is good. So I've always had a love for Nutella because it was always in our house growing up. You know, in my dad's grocery store, I would always take a jar home or we would always take it. It was, it was right there next to me. Um, so I grew up loving Nutella. Um, and I, you know, I think the last maybe 15 years, I've been like, as you said, I've been baking a lot with Nutella. I love making cookies, different cookies with Nutella. If I make sugar cookies, I'll stuff them with little Nutella. Nutella's like I'll freeze little Nutella balls in the freezer for like 20 minutes. I'll take that frozen Nutella and put it inside the middle of the cookie. And then when you bite into that sugar cookie, you got a little glump of the Nutella inside. So like, I love okay. like just baking with it. We were in New York doing an interview a couple weeks ago. We went to this Italian restaurant and I had a Nutella pizza and it was like one of the best Nutella pizzas ever. Because basically what? it's like the dough, it's the dough okay. and the Nutella inside of it. And it's so, and the dough is homemade. It was a beautiful little cute Italian restaurant and they fold the dough over. And so when I took a bite in that pizza, I could just taste it right now. That Nutella was so warm and the dough was like freshly made. It was like amazing, amazing. And you can, you can get that in Italy. If you ever go to Italy, every restaurant you go to will have Nutella pizza. It's like one of their, you know, well-known desserts. So yeah, Ooh. love it. Ooh, jot that down. Yes. Get some dough. I don't care if it's Pillsbury. If you, if you want to make your own dough, get some Pillsbury dough, go to the frozen section or the dairy, dairy section and just roll out the dough and slap that Nutella, bake it in the, and no, we'll cook the dough first and then slap on the Nutella and it, you're just going to love it. You're going to love it. So yeah. Ooh, okay. Going to definitely try it and I'll keep you posted on how it goes. For sure. Let me know. I will. I sure will. So of all these amazing people that you have interviewed, Paolo, who is the one that you have been trying to get that you on your 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 spoonful wish list to be a guest on your show. Um, well, it's the one that's going to happen tomorrow. You know, like, and it will be up. It will be out by next week. I okay. since day one, since day one, I've been trying to get her, and um, it's yeah, it's going to happen virtually tomorrow. Exactly. I've been working on it for a couple days um, since we booked since we booked her. Um, and um you're gonna love her like everyone's gonna know who she is and I'm like I'm just I'm just and I tell my, my husband like I just sometimes can't believe this happens like we get this experience of going through these interviews or the or for staying doing these interviews virtually I'm like there's no other show like that where it's husbands he's executive producer I'm the host and the booker. He does all the editing the sound and the light and what we create is magic and you never know when you release, like when you release your podcast, you release your episode, mm -hmm. you never know who's going to watch it. You never know who's going to come across it. So I always say, do what you love, put it out there because you never know what you're going to get, what you're going to get back. And I think that when you dream so big, I love yeah. the feeling of waking up in the morning, not knowing who's going to call you, not knowing what the, e your email is going to, what email you're going to get because every day is an exciting day. So I'm really excited for tomorrow, but, um, you know, ones from before that I worked really hard would be Judith Light. Um, God, we've, we've interviewed over 175 celebrities, I think. So mm -hmm. it's hard because each each guest, I had to work my butt off to book on our show, you know, and if I gave up, there would be no a spoonful Apollo. So I just feel so blessed that these guests come on our show and that they trust me and they trust my husband to do these interviews. So yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be a big one for us.
Yeah. I think the thing that, that people need to listen to what you just said right there, it's not a big production team that you have. It's you, exactly. Patrick, and a dream that y'all had that now has come to full fruition and it just continues to flourish. And, and people that have commented, that have watched, that have, you know, cried, laughed, cheered, just, it's, it's amazing. So people that, that are listening to this and watching this can understand you don't need a big ginormous production team. You need to have the passion, the will, uh, the desire, all of that, you know, written down before you. Uh, I'm a big believer in vision boards. I literally have them everywhere. Oh yeah. Honey. Cut them out, put them on your vision board, yeah. write it down, put it on your vision board. I mean, when we, when you said about our guest too, like I was thinking too, like Rosie O'Donnell, when I, I've been trying to book Rosie O'Donnell on our show for like, I don't know, like since we started and, and it was always a no, 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 no. But cause she follows me on Twitter. It was during the pandemic. And I sent her DM and I said, uh, Hey Rosie, do you want to be a guest on our show? And she said, yes, that's all she wrote back. She said, yes. I'm like, is this like a spam? Is this like not her? Is this really Rosie? Like, <laughs> yes, she wants to be a guest on our show. Yeah. And you know, and then I said, and I said, when can you do it? She's like, any day. I said, next Monday. Yes. <laughs> and we interviewed wow. her and like, and it, was, it was virtually. So she was looking at our set, like our small little set, like our sign. And, you know, she's like, that's a very gay room. You got to live in. And then she saw Patrick in our outfits. Like, it was just so cool. I'm like, you know, like everything happens for a reason. And if you want someone, it will come when it, the time is right. And maybe yeah. it wasn't ready to have Rosie the first 10 years, but maybe season 11, it was perfect. Like it just, everything happens for a reason. I know it's so cliche and people don't like, eh, yeah. it just does. Like it, I wasn't ready maybe to have Rosie the first six years, you know, but when you are ready and you keep putting it out there, it will happen. It will simply happen. That's so beautifully put. Before I let you go, a couple of bonus questions. Okay. Yes. One day, someone walks up to you, uh, uh, a well-known producer says, listen, Paulo, I want to have a movie of your life. Who would you want to play you and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, wow. Okay, let me think. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you got a whole yeah. lot of handsome, so you know, there's some, you know, some good looking guys out there. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one that comes to my mind is because we interviewed him and also because everyone says I look like him and we act so much alike is Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Grande. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe him because we have the same mannerism, mm -hmm. kind of the same story. And he's very bling, bling, bling. I'm bling, bling, bling. He's very close with his family. I'm very close with my family. So I guess, I mean, I know there's so many actors out there, but I would say Frankie Grande because he would do a really good job in playing me, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I would pick him, yeah. 2022 is getting ready to come to an end and we're going to be, I mean, this year has gone by so fast and we're on the verge of 2023. Paulo, what is your hope for 2023? Um, I would say just keep spreading kindness. You know, as we know, there's an election that's happening next week and it's, it's a huge election. Our democracy is at stake. So seeing what's happening with the world and there's a lot of evil things happening just keep being who you are and spread kindness and get out there and vote get out there and vote because we needed more than ever like we needed more than ever so yeah just keep spreading kindness that's what i try to do with my platform it's just be kindness put funny videos put kindness out there put things to inspire people let people know you're not alone so that'd be my big thing oh, i love it i think kindness does matter especially during this time because yeah. we have enough chaos and we have enough disturbance in the world and to go 
and see an amazing show like yours where it is fun, there is connection, people see you and all your bling bling, but the beautiful thing is that you make every single person feel safe. You talk about your family, your beautiful mother that I know she is so doggone proud of you and what you're doing. Um, I want people to follow you. I want people to connect with you. So how can they connect with you on social media? Um, thank you. That was really kind what you said. Thank you so much. Um, I think you just go to my, uh, it's at Paolo, P-A-O-L-O -O, Presta, at Paolo Presta um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll be there. Thank you for those kind words, really. Like, you know, that's really kind. And I say Paolo because a lot of people sometimes say P-A-U-L-O or they say Paola or they call me all different names. I'm like, no, it's Paolo Presta, <laughs> Italian, you know? It's so beautiful. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you are a delight you are a light you are a vision you are someone that um people need in this world and you continue to soar and i'm so rooting for you and i'm so honored to have connected with you uh not just only on social media but finally meeting you a few years ago when we celebrated oprah's birthday no. party at home that was such a beautiful time it was such um, a special time. It was such a special time. I didn't even want it to end because it was just, I'm that person where I will look everywhere and I'd be like capturing everything, kind of like, you know, panoramic view of what's going on and just to see so many people connect and to, you know, hug one another. It was just like a big, beautiful reunion. And that's what I took from it. And just meeting you and meeting Patrick, it was one of the yeah. highlights. It was one of my highlights there. So Thank you. I'm really proud of you too. Like this is what you're doing. Like you have to understand, like it's not easy doing, especially when it's your own business, yes. but you believe in yourself. It's like, you're doing it. You're doing it too. So, you know, when we're done, you make sure you take a couple seconds, but like, you know what? I am doing it like this. I'm going to put it out into the universe and that's what you're doing. So be proud of yourself because it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And we have to do a mug swap. I love, oh. I want, yes. I, I want to send you one of these. I'll sign it and everything, but I definitely want a spoonful Apollo mug. I got to have it. DM me your, your address and we're going to send you one. We're going to, yeah, a hundred percent. I'll send you two. I'm going to send you two. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yay. Gotta love it. This is my first official mug swap. Let's go. <laughs> Because we give that's like we give this to all our guests when we do the interviews in person, they all get a mug. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really cool. Like like even Leah Remedy, like she has she still I interviewed her back in 2011 and she still has this mug with her white glasses. Like it's so cool of you know that some of these, you know, the, the actors, you know, who we've interviewed, they still have our spoonful mug. So yeah, it's kind of feels really cool and special that they have them still. So yeah. So we'll oh, send you, I promise. I'm excited. Send me your address. I sure will. Paulo, thank you so much for coming on the Heard That Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. Thank you. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, for watching. As I always end the show, take care, stay safe. We're out of here.